Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Destiny, and welcome to the Unlocked and Unbound podcast. I started this podcast to really push us past our limitations in life. Your mind unlocked is so powerful and freedom is right there. So let's do the work, change how we think, change how we live, and just continue to get better and better every single day. So let's get started. Good morning, good morning. How are y'all doing today? Uh, I don't know about y'all, but parenthood is kind of kicking my butt lately. Like, I got a, my oldest daughter is a preteen now. She turned 12 over the weekend, and oh, Lord, that girl gave me a run for my money and my thoughts every single day. It's like, you want to take a break? But you always got to be thinking and you always got to be, you know, helping them learn to think better. Like, I don't know what uh, 12 year olds think about. But anyways, I'm happy to to be here uh, just another day um, as we enter into uh, this this new season of our life. 2023 is has been good so far. Uh, but, you know, me, I like to get straight to the point. Um, so I'm going to start with just a little bit, a little different, uh, different, different beginning here. The Bible has many stories. And for me, like me as a person to truly engage in the Bible, y'all, I read the Bible like it's my favorite TV episode, like, but like broken down in the form of Ebonics so I can see the drama and then take out the lesson. Um, The story that I'm going to use that connects with today's podcast is the story of Jacob and Esau. And forgive me, but I'm going to break it down the way I see it, Okay. Um, a lot of people kind of, kind of debate, like, was Esau wrong for giving up his birthright or was Jacob wrong for taking it? And what was God's true intention? Um, but here is the broken down TV Ebonics, uh, version of the story of Jacob and Esau. So Jacob and Esau, they're twin brothers, but back in the day, like the firstborn son inherits all of the father's money power their land their animals and they just become like the head of the family and Esau even though Jacob and Esau were twins Esau came out first but Jacob's mom was told that uh she was gonna have two kids they were wrestling inside of her uh but the the one is stronger but the younger would rule over the older and so she she held that for a long time uh but simply put Jacob's mama seemed to always like him better. Um, that was her favorite child, or, or as, as I call it, like the golden child, the child that never gets in trouble, the child that's always highlighted. So his whole life, she was teaching him how to really like get that inheritance. Mind you, it belonged to his brother. He was stronger. He was more manly. He was born first. He seemed fit for the job of, of leadership, though it wasn't his inward heart, but the outward part of him seemed like it was fit for leadership. But Jacob was smart. His brother always did the dirty work, right? Um, so one day after Esau was like out in the wilderness, killing animals, he came back and your boy was starving. He was so hungry. Um, and he was like, yeah, I think I'm about to die. I need something to eat. And his brother was making, I think they called it like pottage, but I'm thinking like beans and cornbread. I don't know. But he had made something. He was like, Hey, can I have a bowl of that? He's like, Jacob said, look at him like, of course you can. But first you got to promise me your birthright. 
And he was like, man, what? You know, like, what do you mean? Got to promise you my birthright. Just, just give me some of that stuff. He said, I will. But you had to promise me your birthright. I don't know if Esau truly reflected on what it meant to give up his birthright. But he had to be so hungry that he was like, okay, cool. You can have it. You can have my birthright. Just give me that bowl of beans and cornbread, right? Um, so with that being said, he gave up his birthright because he was hungry. His brothers took advantage of that moment. Time passed and Jacob and him's dad was getting old and probably had cataracts. They didn't know what it was called back then. Cause they was like, he could barely see he was getting old. I bet you he had cataracts. Isaac had cataracts in his eyes and that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> okay. Um, but he couldn't see. So their dad, who was Isaac, uh, Abraham's son, told Esau to get some meat so that he could eat before he dies, that he could bless Esau, and then he's going to die. But the whole time, Esau's mama, Rebecca, uh, whose favorite child was Jacob, heard it and went straight to seducing scheme mode. While Esau went to the wild to find an animal, kill it, cook it, and kill it and cook it for his dad, Rebecca was like, Jacob, it's going to take him a minute to go out in the wilderness and find an animal. What we going to do right now, I need you to go back and go ahead and kill one of those lamb back there. And I'm going to cook it up real nice. So Jacob went back there or killed one of the goats in the back. Uh, and, and just like a mama, mamas can make anything taste good. Make anything taste like, I don't know about y'all mama, but my mama could find anything in the fridge and make it delicious. And I'm pretty sure that's what Rebecca did. She made it taste so good. Um, but on, not only that, Esau was a brother that was stronger and he was hairy. His body was hairier. Jacob was, was kind of like the, the, the kid, the guy that stayed at home. So the mom took the hair of the animal that Jacob killed in the backyard, put it on him. So when his dad touched him, cause he couldn't see, but when he touched him and when he smelled him, it would remind, uh, Isaac of Esau. So they did that. It was quicker. It was faster. She used the hair to replace and trick the dad so that Jacob could get the blessing. They seduced, but Esau found out and Jacob was on the run for the rest of his life until he decided to stop running from what happened and come back. But before he had a chance to come back, he had to wrestle with God for who he allowed himself to become. Our topic for today's podcast is who are you wrestling with? Is it God or is it you? If someone asked you, and it, this happens all the time, they ask you this question all the time, are you happy with who you are today? What would you say? Get that answer in your mind right now. Are you happy with who you are today? Are you happy with who you've become? Some of us would say, yeah, 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 I'm happy with who I am. Some of us would pause we think, am I happy with who I am? Even if we felt like we weren't, nine times out of ten, we're going to say yes. Isn't that crazy? That's a question that maybe only you know the truth. Only you know what you did to get to this point in life. See, some people are with us the whole time, but some people come in and out at different seasons, so they don't necessarily know everything we're experiencing. Some people are not close enough for us to tell them that. Uh, but sometimes we have stepped on others to rise to the top. 
Sometimes we take every hand that pulled us out of the mud. And when we finally get to that place we feel we need to be in life, we look back and we say, I did this myself. And that's always far from the truth. And I'll be the first to say in my life, everything that I've done is because of God and God's peace. Uh, He has brought in my life, my peace of mind, my peace in my spirit, my ability to create, my ability to think, my ability to speak. I'll give that to God. So I just want to clear that out (laughs) the way because I'm not one of those. So let me ask you that question one more time. And I want you to be honest with yourself. There's no one else in this space but you. Be honest. Because if you're honest with yourself, then you start figuring out how to wrestle with you so you can get to God. Are you happy with who you are today? Answer that. Today, I'm going to ask you to go deeper. Nothing has changed with my podcast. Y'all know the purpose of Unlocked and Unbound is to really help us unlock our mindsets so we can see life more clearly. I know that it's like individual work, but when you work enough on yourself, the world that's surrounded in you, the people that are connected to you, they're directly impacted by the change they see in you. So let's do the work. So just take a look in the mirror. Wipe off the makeup. Depending on how much you pay for them lashes, take those off. If they just the glue on ones, go ahead and pull them off. Leave that lace front wig off to the side. Do it on a day you don't have a fresh haircut, but just you. Do you see your blemishes? Maybe you see like a little wrinkle here or there, or even those scars that are left on your face. No Botox, no enhancements, just you. The mirror can show your outer appearance, but for some reason, it never depicts an accurate account of what you experienced in your life. You hear people say it all the time, man, I'm so glad I don't look like what I've been through. The mirror doesn't necessarily show what you've been through. Not all the way, not all the time. But look at your face. And when you look at your face, you can't tell how many miscarriages you had. You can't tell how many times you tried to have a child and you couldn't. You can't tell How many people have you hurt? You can't tell that you faced infidelity. You can't see the trail of broken hearts and people you broke are those who broke you. You can't see the lies you told. In the mirror, you can't see the effects of you living your life selfishly for yourself. Well, there's a part of you that's forever impacted by your choices. And by the choices you make, and and, and that's your heart. That's your mind. If you think you can hide from your wrongdoings or pain, just remember they're coming for you. It doesn't always come back like right away, but when it does, you know that God's consequences are different than anything else in the world. I got a niece. Uh, she, she makes me laugh all the time. Cause she always, if somebody bothers her, they, she's like, all right, now you're going to catch these hands. She's like in kindergarten. I don't know what hands she thinks she got, but she tells you, if you mess with her, you're going to catch these hands, but God's hands, they don't miss. They don't miss. 
Even in that though, even in your failure, even in your wrongdoings, even in your shortcomings, even in your pain, you still have a chance to change and be better. But you got to wrestle with you before you wrestle with God. And only you know the real you you need to wrestle with. So if you look past your appearance and see your heart, you'll see that you have some things to change. You have some apologies to give. You have some healing to do. And once you wrestle with you and who you've allowed yourself to become, you can then ask God to guide you to become who he intended for you to be from the start. But you do have to face you. You have to face the you you chose to be. I think a lot of us uh, at one point in life or maybe even currently live life thinking, once I decide to change, I give my life to Christ, there's no more struggle, there's no more pain, like everything's great now because I say yes. (laughs) Let me be the, I don't know, probably the millionth person to tell you like, nah, when you say yes, boy, it gets harder. So you really have to be ready. The tests kind of just begin when you really say, hey, I'm giving my life to you, God. Because God's seeing, oh, you for real this time? You ready this time? Let's see. You know, our adversary is like, she not for real this time. Watch this. I know her comfort zone. I'm going to take her right back to it. I know his comfort zone. I know his, I know his, I know his Achilles heel. I'm going to take him right back to it. So when you say yes, it gets harder because now, I think before, like the devil's like, when you lived your life the way you wanted to live it and God was not a part of that, he didn't care about you. I don't need to stop them from going to God because they're so far away from him. They'll never believe that he could save them and change them. He leaves you there. The moment you say, yes, Lord, I'm going to wrestle with me so I can do what you need me to do, God, is when they everything is harder. Because now someone's fighting for your soul. Two sides are fighting for you. But you have to be ready. My husband says this thing where <laughs> we talk about like when we're angry and, and fighting and not each other, but like if we had to fight in the world, he always says like, my hands have been battle tested, so I don't got to fight to prove no point. Like they already know I got, I got this. Um, but has your heart been battle tested? Has your mind been battle tested? And this time that you're wrestling with you or wrestling with who God wants you to be, You'll be able to see he wants you to get better daily. It's not a, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm changing forever. It's a daily battle. What does that even look like? If you have anger issues, guess what? He expects you to be mindful of them, mindful of what triggers you. And in every, every interaction, every day, you have to listen first. Every day. You have to take deep breaths. Every day, you have to think before you act. Every day, you have to choose to either step away if you can't calm down or to handle the situation in the calmest way possible. Let's say you have a drug addiction. Every day, he wants you to choose him over your addiction. Every day, he wants you to start fresh and say no. Maybe you gossip. 
let's be honest, in this moment, y'all know me. Men gossip and women gossip. Men do not play like y'all don't. But maybe you're a gossip. And every day, he wants you to stay away from conversations that can be hurtful if they were heard. Y'all, that's important right there. Because a lot of us think we just talking. But if that person heard you, would they be hurt by it? Every day he wants you to speak life. Every day he wants you to talk to him and not gossip with your gossip partner. Sometimes that's your husband. Sometimes that's your wife. It's crazy, but it's hard. Maybe you struggled with infidelity. Every day he wants you to be faithful. Every day he wants you to choose that faithfulness. Every day he wants you to talk about your issues with the person you love instead of running from them. Every day he wants you to be strong enough to stay committed to the vows you made before God. Forget that other person you made this vow, these vows before God. Every day he wants you to forgive as you have been forgiven. As you're wrestling with yourself, our God is wrestling to win this spiritual warfare. That sometimes you see, sometimes you don't. The bad things in this world should never conquer us because we are with God and he's going to win and has won the battle. One day at a time, after you get done wrestling with yourself, you can wrestle with God. Wrestling with God is where you, where the real change actually happens. You just got to be prepared for the change. I think when that change happens, sometimes we don't recognize ourselves and we get afraid. And we try to revert back to where we were comfortable, to our comfort zone. We don't recognize who we are. The people around us don't either. But once God changes you, you won't want to go back to the rags he brought you from. Once God changes you and people don't recognize who you are anymore. I don't know you anymore. You're, you're different. Tell them, yes, I am. And it's your choice to get to know the new me, but you won't hold me to the old me because I'll never be that person again. Who are you wrestling with? If it's yourself, you know you. And you know how to go to the right direction. And when you're done wrestling with Basically, you know, your flesh, your desires that aren't of God, that aren't aligned with him, you'll be ready. Take some time today and just journal about the things you're wrestling with the most. And what's holding you back, really, from overcoming them? Is it your pride? Who cares what the world thinks? Who cares what others think? What do you think? Some of us spend enough time with ourselves, but we're not just given that answer. Do I want to heal? Do I want to fix my marriage? Do I want to fix relationships with my family? Whatever it is you desire, don't worry about the world around you. God, what is it that you would have me to do? Who is it that you are trying to make me become? Lord, let me see it. Give me the strength to be it. Thank you guys again for just spending another Wednesday uh, with me, whether it's morning, whether it's a walk, whether it's nighttime, whatever it is. I just appreciate your continuous support. 
Uh, thank you to all of you guys who have already jumped on to unlockedandunboundllc.com. Man, you can get everything that I have right there. Um, my Christian clothing line is there. God's child, God's girl, God's man. Unlocked and Unbound t-shirts. A new journal for you to just keep track of everything you're reflecting on throughout this year. Journaling is so important because you're able to see, one, the things you asked for and to see that God's promises are answered. Two, you're able to see your own growth. So what I'm going to do today is just remind you, make sure that you subscribe. Go to that unlockedandunboundedllc.com, subscribe. Order something if you can. Get a book, Translucent the Mind, Turn Inside Out. Just, just another form of seeing the way we think. Uh, you can also always listen to these podcasts, and I just thank you for your support. I pray that you have a wonderful week. And even though we're doing hard work, you are worth the work. Be blessed. Unlock and unbound those mindsets. Walk with me as I walk with Christ. Thank you.